Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run, but count the cost. The battle's won, but the child is lost. Two! This is Kari Payton. I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should too. Oh shit! Alright, let's see if we can collect my shit here. Good idea. What the shit? What the shit? That should have been the name of this episode. Well that could be the name of our episode if we had if we had episode names. Yep. Alright. Oh shit. And I just hung up on him. <laughs> The shit! I hung up on you. What, what the shit, for? man? <laughs> I have to piece those two together. I don't know. I actually <laughs> meant to click the X on that, and I uh, yeah, click the uh, the red. Do not press the red button. Button. Yeah. Instead. <laughs> you know the button you have that says "Do not press." Don't yeah. press. Well, it's red. It's almost always red, and it's just you know they really need to pick another color because red is just so inviting. For some reason, you can't not push the red button. In the words of Captain Kirk, just push the right button. <laughs> I was going to reference Ren and Stimpy, but the creator of Ren and Stimpy is apparently a scumbag, so we're not going to talk about them. Um, I've heard Gene Roddenberry is too, so. Yeah, I don't know if he's this level of scumbag. He used to <laughs> screw around on his wife, but uh, sounds like John Kay uh, screwed around. With people's <laughs> daughters instead. Actually, young, I heard, I heard Roddenberry was the, was the Bob Kane kind of scumbag. Really? Well, I don't know. Screwing people out of money. Yeah, it's still better than screwing 15-year-olds, which is apparently what the creator, Ren and Stimpy, was doing. So. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to edit that fun start to the show off, because there's absolutely no pedophilia in this show. There's some bad parenting, possibly, but no, no nasty stuff like that. This parenting on The Walking Dead? Well, I'm counting Morgan and Carol as surrogate parents to Henry at this point, and I have a long discussion about that in this rant, so let's get with it. I actually did like uh, some of this episode, and um, God damn you, Walking Dead, for making me almost care about Jada's, because I guess we might as well, since you're going to keep bringing her back, but... <laughs> You know, when she's not dressed up all in black as a trash person, Jadis is almost somewhat attractive. She's not bad, yeah. Uh, you know, we even got a gratuitous nightgown scene, so that was kind of nice. I don't know what the purpose of it was, but... Uh, well, I didn't know what the purpose of the nightgown was uh, two episodes ago when we saw it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you start the show before we, before we get into this? Yes. <laughs> Just me and Mike again. We'll hopefully have the Hughes there flying around the country um, looking to escape zombies or... I think they're in Atlanta. They're actually just getting back from Atlanta or something. So They're jet-setting. Yeah. Um, so they'll hopefully be back with us for the big swamping finale. Hopefully no swamp finale. Uh, next next time you hear us, I don't know if I'll be able to get this produced before it happens, but we'll do our best. Uh, so season 8, episode 14, still gotta mean something, also known as what the shit episode. In a flashback, uh, Jadis pay, plays possum while Simon and the Saviors massacre people at the heaps. And I guess I kind of thought she just stood there and watched, because that's kind of what it looked like, and that Simon, like, intentionally let her live. Um, but I guess she ran off. I'm not sure how she survived that, since all the guys with guns were frickin' right there. But anyway, Jadis' contract said we need more of her, so she got away. It must be the... Uh... The same stupidity that uh, they displayed last week at the hilltop. Yeah, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't shoot the leader if you know Simon tells you to to light it up and she's standing right there. You would think she'd be pretty much the first target. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after the saviors leave, uh, you know, some guy comes by and spits at her, and she, she uh, keep, doesn't break character. She strips off her bloody clothing down to her nightgown, and in the present. 
presumably. She weeps in her room, a weird-looking wooden room, like out of a Kubrick movie or something. That looks very well put together for uh, two for a few years into the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, well, it's presumably you know one of the things she had hidden down in the little bunker there. Oh, excuse me. And she rouses herself and packs a suitcase and grabs a familiar-looking baseball bat. And she unlocks the container where Negan is tied to a dolly and drags him out. And he says, what the shit? No, really, just tell me, what the shit? And that should have been the name of the episode. It really should have, but I guess they can't print that on the promotional materials. So you could have done the little asterisks for the eye. And, yeah, you could have. And nobody would have been offended, um, except the people that really wanted to be. And we roll credits. Back at the hilltop, Ezekiel asks Carol to help search for Henry, but she declines, and he realizes that uh, she already believes that he's dead. And he, he tries some flowery Renaissance language and tries to raise her spirits and give her hope. And he throws some of her own words back at her a little bit, too, and he essentially calls her a coward for not wanting to look for Henry. Um, Tara tells Daryl that her arrow uh, wound did not infect her. We find out that she made it through the night and everything, and she deduces that sh uh, Dwight shot her with a clean arrow, as we kind of predicted last episode, Yep. and immediately abandons her quest to kill him and decides that he's a good guy now. And Daryl is still, like, just trying every excuse to keep him on his own personal murder list. You know, he's like, oh, he could have been trying to kill you and, you know, just shot you in the arm, and maybe he just forgot to infect his arrow and you know, just anything to, like, keep his hatred alive. What were you going to say, Mike? Is that really something you forget to do? Do you just forget to walk up and soak your arrows in, in the zombie guts? No, and I remember I was saying last week that I thought that would be the, when he comes to that realization, that that would be Daryl's turning point. But um, but she kind of calls him out and, and says, like, hey, look, I'm cool with him now, and you do what you got to do. I'm not going to stop you from murdering him like I could. But, um, you know, it's, but know that it's all, you know, your decision. You're not killing him for anybody else at this point. And uh, she talked about some of the stuff we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. About uh, how she was with the governor. Yeah, so so once again, the show writers are going back in time and reproducing things by our whims. And, Which is good. I could use somebody uh, going with my whims these it's days. It's nice. It's nice to have, I would, you know, nice to have some power like that. Even if it's only a fantasy. Uh, <laughs> the next time I'll bring you, I'll be sure to bring you some turnips. Yeah. Uh, aw. That was so cute. That was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my bad dialogue mixed yep. up. Now we get more from Rick and Michonne later. You know, um, but we, we cut to Michonne reading her letter from Carl. And we get to pluck the heartstrings a little bit and uh, ask if Rick wants to read it. And he declines and... She pretty much, I, I like Michonne in this one, she pretty much kind of slaps Rick up, and uh, she should have literally slapped him up, but, he, you know, she pretty much demands that Rick confronts his emotions and reads Carl's letter. Um, he, he takes the letter, but we don't see if he reads it yet. So he never, so he, this is the first time I realized that he never read the letters. Yeah. Well, presumably he read, like, the one to Negan, but he hasn't read his own yet, I guess. Um, so, it's nice to see her laying down the law, she kind of is like, okay, Bitch, I'm wearing the pants in this family now. You're acting like an idiot. You know, I'm kind of glad, though, that he hasn't read the le the letter to him. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I would have liked if he read it and then did the complete opposite. Right. Well, she, you know, he has been. Anyway, I think that's his. That's the point of this episode, maybe, is that he finally, you know, gets to it. And this is going to this is gonna turn him. Yeah, which I my doubts about that. Well, yeah, but you know what? I I think I like the idea less that he would read his own, read the letter, and then do and then do the opposite. Yeah, but let's be real though. He's we all kind of got on him about about our disrespecting his son's wishes, right? But he's still this like just because he hasn't read the letter doesn't buy him a pass on that because his son pretty much straight up told him right something has face. Don't do this anymore. Something has to come. Has to come after. Yeah, it's not like it hasn't. You know, he he doesn't know what Carl wants because he hasn't read the letter, but it's almost implied, like, well, I can start keep being an asshole till I actually read the letter. Right. So I'm not giving him a pass on it. Fuck, nah. fuck Rick. That's he wants revenge. I'm team fuck Rick in this episode. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, and I just made a note here that I've always said that Michonne needs to Rick, uh, knock Rick out on a regular basis, like she did that one time in Alexandria. Oh, where she was the deputy? 
Yeah, yeah. And then he just came in acting all nutball, and, you know, she had to punch him and then, like, look at everybody and, like, yeah, he gets like this, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, she should have kept that upper hand on him because he, he still kind of... He, he doesn't even do exactly what... Because she basically is like, no, you're fucking staying here. No more little quests. And he goes on a fucking quest anyway, but we'll get to that. So Morgan tells Carol that he's uh, going looking for Henry, and then he starts babbling incoherently, and they're really trying to oversell the, oh yeah, Morgan's left the building thing for us. We kind of get it by now. Morgan hasn't been in the building in a long time. <laughs> no. Uh, Carol joins him, and, and some of us are wishing uh, that it's time to make him look at the flowers, um, which is, you know, she did it for less with uh, Lizzie. Lizzie was significantly less crazy and less dangerous than Morgan, I'd, I'd wager to say. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I think they're still hoping they can point Morgan in the right direction. Yeah, right now they're just pointing him. <laughs> they're literally just kind of Rick just borrows him as a weapon later. You know, they know just, where Morgan's at and just like, all right, we're going to keep the Terminator around for a while. But Point him at the saviors. Right. <laughs> so Daryl works on his motorcycle a little bit uh, and spots a knife with dried blood, which sparks an idea. Uh, in Maggie's office, Diane is reporting that they don't have enough ammo to fend off another big attack. No shit, Sherlock. Presuming the Saviors are low on ammo themselves, though, Daryl suggests they fight them hand-to-hand. And Rosita points out that Eugene is probably making ammunition for him, duh. Surprise! Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the whole point of him going with them. How many seasons has Eugene been there now? <laughs> yeah. Well, said so only really like a week in real time, apparently, but who knows. But nobody thought of this hazard before before now. Well, I mean, they they had to, but I, it's like... And Rosita's known where the bullet factory is, so I'm surprised this didn't... You know, the plot just didn't need her to suggest it yet, I guess. Um, well, and then they needed episode 15, so... Yeah, yeah, so... Well, I, I think we're going, going, going to the bullet factory next You week. would think that Negan would have had uh, Eugene friggin' making bullets from day one, too, um, since that's presumably what he took him for, but, you know... Eugene managed to science his way into getting other jobs to do instead of that. But, yeah, neither neither camp is really forward-thinking on this one. Everyone's waiting until they run out of ammunition to decide what to do with it. Do Meanwhile, it. Eugene's at the, at the sanctuary making bottle rockets. Yeah, yeah. probably, yeah, exactly. Uh, where are we here? Oh, back to the Jada's show. She uh, checks her watch and prepares to burn Lucille in a wheelbarrow, and Negan kind of starts freaking out and apologizes for the massacre and insists that he wasn't responsible. And kind of a cool scene. J- Jada swings Lucille at him, stopping just short of his face. And they cut to commercial. That yeah. is some good risk control. Very dramatic, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I thought maybe shoot, they were going to have a, her accidentally like scratch his cheek or something and him get the infection. That would have been an interesting way for him to go out. Uh, Morgan sees Henry in the woods and runs after him, only to find that Henry is only a hallucination, sporting Gavin's uh, neck wound. And, uh, and and Gavin's catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what it is. You know what it is. And you were supposed to. And he talks to Henry hallucination and babbles more and again says, I don't die. And Carol admits that she accompanied him to uh, keep an eye on him, uh, not to look for Henry. And as I said earlier, you made a little girl look at the flowers for significantly less. Carol, just, you know, keep that in mind. And suddenly Morgan spots a trail. I don't know how he's, like, master tracker, too, throughout Yeah, but Morgan insanity. hasn't killed any good guys yet. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, he almost does Rick later on. But <laughs> I'm not going to say Rick didn't deserve it, probably. Well, no, but... <laughs> So we get back to Rick, and he's watching Judith play, and he stares at Carl's hat and gets up. He goes and asks Alden where he thinks the Savior escapees might take shelter, and Alden... Hey, you know what I'm thinking when Rick is walking out of the house? Hmm. Uh, babysitter? Yeah, no. Yeah. Did he just leave the kid there? <laughs> yeah, it looked that way, didn't it? <laughs> no, you know, there's always some random... Is Michelle uh, Minion. Oh, yeah, I guess she probably would be. Yeah, she didn't go on any quests. Uh, so, yeah, she's probably... Hold on, I got one more stupid quest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Alden suggests that Rick uh, check out a nearby dive bar that they used to hang in, but implores Rick to bring the saviors back to Hilltop instead of slaughtering them, and he suggests that Rick could show them a better way by sparing them, and Rick just grunts, yeah, I could. <laughs> and 
at that point. We're pretty sure he's not really expecting to. <laughs> so Jadis's watch beeps. Uh, she leaves Negan alone for a moment and returns to the walker tied to a cart, one of her little art zombie creations. Very neat. Mr. 90 Degrees, I think Negan calls him. And Negan apparently is turned into the Flash when he's tied to a stretcher because he fires at her with a gun that he found in her bag and managed to get a hold of and threatens to burn a pile of sentimental folders or photos that he with a flare that he found in her bag. So he had just plenty of time to just lay all this shit out, you know, after she heard her little beep and, and went to get her zombie who was apparently cooking in the oven or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why did she leave her bag so close to I don't I don't know. Negan even says, like, you must have known I would do this. You left me a bag of fucking guns here. You know, what are you... It was obviously just another art project from Jadis. Yeah, she's you know, either Negan or, sh- or the zombie. I'm not sure what Jadis' objective is here. No, well, she lives in a weird wooden room and just lost all her friends and has helicopters that she can occasionally almost get to. And yeah, where's that helicopter coming from? Get to that in a minute. I don't know. Fear the Walking Tell us this season I almost guarantee it uh, They don't have time to um, Morgan and Carol Oh wait Could the helicopter Be related to uh, Is Georgie there It's Georgie Possibly Yeah uh, I don't know So I, I doubt They'll even I don't know If they'll even give us They almost better not Give us any more of that This season Because we got Too much shit to wrap up here No but we They gotta give us Something about the helicopter Though yeah, no, they don't got to. They they they've proven over and over again they don't have to do what they it's should. It's Chekhov's helicopter. They have to give it to us. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's been Chekhov's helicopter since like the beginning of the the season. And yeah, I, I'm not confident. That's all I'm saying. Chekhov demands his helicopter. <laughs> Is it in nuclear nuclear vessels? Helicopter? Oh, oh different checkoff. Maybe, maybe, yeah, that was Sulu's helicopter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I haven't seen one of these since I read the history books. I've always <laughs> wanted to fly one. Oh, my. <laughs> Which just goes to show how great this Walking Dead episode was. <laughs> no, I, I liked parts that of this was... better than I've liked many of them lately. So, uh, Morgan and Carol spot a herd crossing the road, and a walker approaches them with Henry's fighting stick rammed in, into it. Yeah, but then Carol does the one, I'm, you know, I can't know for sure he's dead until I see him, so she goes to search. Uh, but Morgan just has to go kill, so he pursues the savior escapees, and he tells Carol, you know, you say You know, people. I was thinking, I wonder if, you know, as, as she's looking, she's looking for Henry, no matter what she says. Yeah. I wonder if this is leftover baggage from what happened to her daughter. Yeah, and I think she even says as much to Ezekiel a little later. She does reference Sophia. Which I think this was the first time uh, Sophia has been referenced in season two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, where are we here? Yeah, he tells Carol, you save people, but I just watch them die. I'm supposed to. Um, and someone might want to whisper to Morgan. It's like, well, you're the one that makes a lot of them die, Morgan. You're not just watching here. <laughs> Active participant. <laughs> yeah. And, again, it's time for the flowers, but she lets him go. But no, because after this, Morgan's probably going to go back into Buddhist mode. You know he'll get there. That's where he's going to go. He'll end up becoming Buddhist boy in, uh, in friggin' Fear the Walking Dead again and get somebody there killed because he won't kill somebody. That's my prediction. Uh, if you might, you know. Do you think in Fear they'll do a time jump? I'm not even going there right now. No, nope. let's get through this and get through the season, the finale. And Before we it. worry about what they're doing to Fear. Yeah, no, we've speculated on that quite enough in this show. <laughs> Just going to wait for it to happen. Uh, Jadis begs Negan not to burn her photos, and Negan explains we get his backstory when we kind of figured this out, but that Lucille is all he had left of his wife, whom he earned, named the bat after because she got him through everything in you know the previous world. And the bat gets him through everything in this world, so that's why. He has has the show given given us what Negan was in his past life? Uh, no, I don't think he said it explicitly, but it's pretty. Beth actually is. I I, I, know, with, we know, I know we know. Yeah, Beth has like said it all along that he used to be, you know, spoilers of the comics, a coach, you know, basically a high school coach. Right, which is basically what he was, yeah. high school gym teacher. Yeah. So yeah. It, Kudos to Beth for basically kind of figuring that out without knowing the comics, because she's kind of said that all along, that he acts like, you know, high school coach. 
Well, I, I do think in the uh, confession episode, he did talk about working with kids. Did he? Okay, I didn't recall that, but he yeah, might have given little pieces of it. more than I expected them to by now. So it's nice we finally get the. Yeah, I'm sure most people have figured out it's like Lucille's named after his daughter or wife, so we finally get at least that confirmation. Um, so Jadis's watch beeps again. I said, so I guess the first one was the zombies ready. And the second one, uh, she rams the walker into Negan and wrestles, tries to wrestle the flare away, but it falls into a puddle of water and is snuffed, and a helicopter suddenly appears overhead, which you'd think is just fucking landing in the helipad, like, ten feet away from the camp, but... But no, she hides from it. it no, she's trying to, to get it... No, to, she's trying, no, she's trying to get it, uh, to flag it down. Yeah, yeah, so she tries to get another... <laughs> Uh, flare going, but it, it doesn't see her in time, so we're left with this. I don't remember what Negan's reaction to it was. Oh, he's like, what the shit? That Another what, what the, the shit, shit, literally, you know, it's like he's he's pretty amazed, so he he doesn't know about the helicopter. Now he does. Yeah. <laughs> Who saw it the first time? What's that? Who saw it the first time? Uh, well, wasn't it wasn't it Rick? Wasn't it like... Was it Rick? Yeah, he, he saw it at least once. Um... Yeah, yeah, he's the one that saw it, like, a few episodes ago. Um, and we'd seen it, and, you know, we've seen the helipad and cutaway, you know, in the, the wide shots of the trash heap. Um, and, obviously, Simon knew about it, too, but uh, she's she's not telling us anything. So No, but she's trying to, trying to get its attention. Yeah, and where are we here? So she's about to burn Lucille, and he's Negan's begging a little more, and finally dissuades her. And he vows to settle things with the perpetrator of the massacre. Rick catches up with Morgan in the woods, and Morgan menaces Rick with his fighting stick, momentarily forgetting who Rick is. Who Rick is, and of course, then he says, "I'm not right." <laughs> He's no shit. Yeah, and then of course, Rick proposes they go kill the saviors together because it's always good to take the unstable killer to watch your back. Whatever. Uh, Rick and Morgan find the severed arm and foot with visible walker bites, and somebody suddenly Rick knocks Rick out cold. And him and Morgan come to and find themselves uh, in an abandoned dive bar that they were headed to. Yeah, which is good. They were going there anyway. <laughs> yeah. And Got a lift. Jared and the uh, Savior escapees deliberate about what to do with the Saviors who have fallen sick. You know, Jared insists that they ditch the dying Saviors who, you know, they've, they've tried to do their amputations on. It's kind of a funny... It's, like, not the sharpest tools in, in the Negan toolbox, clearly. Because yeah. they're all like, well, maybe they look so bad because we just chopped things off of them. <laughs> and he's just like, well, they're not going to make it, dude, so we're just going to go without them. Uh, Jared actually being the, the sharpest tool in the dull toolbox in this scene. The low bar. Yeah. So, of course, Jared's like, we got, you know, there's several of them suggesting, it's like, why don't we go our own way, fuck Negan, and Jared's like, you know, and he's like, Simon already told us we were done and we fucked up. And he's like, but look, we just got Rick the prick, you know, if we give him to Negan, we'll be we'll be cool again. Uh, and Rick gives his word, you know, that he will not harm them if they let him go and return him to Hilltop. And he even, you know, utters the line of our title is like, man's words still gotta mean something, right? And, uh, you know, no. most most of the, the, the saviors are like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal. And Jared suddenly is the smartest guy in the room and tries to convince his cronies that Rick is lying out of his ass. Right. You know, he's like, this guy's not going to fucking save you. And Morgan, you know, ruins the whole ruse and puts it right on the table. And he's like, he's like, you're right. I'm here to kill you. And he goes into this big flowery thing about, it's like, that herd's going to be there pretty soon. And they're going to eat you. And you're going to die slowly and horribly. And the worst thing about that is that I'm not going to be the one that got to kill you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Morgan's did we have any indication that there was a herd coming? Yeah, they saw him on the road there, remember? Oh, they, did, they did see the... Uh... Yeah, because they were going to... Morgan wanted to plow right through it. and Well, this was... With Mar Morgan and Carol actually saw the herd. This was before... Uh... Right, they saw they saw the results of the herd. Right, yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. They knew they were... No, good point. Yeah, Rick and Morgan didn't really encounter it. They must have just... Known, you know, from him and Carol must have known it was wandering that way, so it was very conveniently timed herd. So yeah, they flood into the bar, the, the zombies and the living are quickly outnumbered, and the savior cuts Rick and Morgan loose so they can help take down the herd. 
and they go through it in pretty short order, and then the moment is right, Rick gives a little nod to Morgan, and they just take everyone out. <laughs> yeah. And Morgan locks Jared behind a gate and watches him get devoured, and it was one of the better up-close and personal eatings we've seen in a while. Uh, Jared it was. Screaming the it kind of reminds me of, uh, shit, what was that character's name way back when at the hospital? Uh, in the revolving door. Yeah, no, what, Noah. Noah. The, uh, yeah. Reminded me of that one. Yeah. When you just kind of saw his face get peeled off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty nice. And I had to. I went back and listened to it a couple of times because I could have sworn they snuck in a, a little choke on it at the end of him screaming. You know, from uh, like Dawn of the Dead, I think it was, or Day of the right. Dead, Dawn maybe. And uh, yeah, but I cannot confirm or deny. But in my brain, he said choke on it because. I would if I was getting eaten. Uh, dying Savior reminds Rick that he'd given his word not to harm them, and Rick just says he lied and shoots him in the head. And, and Rick's got this. See, this is this is where I'm. This is my my little theory here that uh, Rick then asks Morgan why he's. Uh, Rick's just got this look on his face when he kills the Savior that he's enjoying it a little too much at this point. <laughs> I think I can do some quick uh, psychological analysis on Rick. Yeah. He ain't right. No, no, no. The, him or Morgan should probably, you know, be corralled. But what is right in this they world? They should just be put in a cage until a battle happens at this point and yeah, then just... let loose like berserkers. So Rick actually asked Morgan, like, he's struggling with something. Why he decided to save him back in Atlanta when in the first season when they were strangers. And Morgan says it was because his son was with him, so... This is just this scene is just both men kind of admitting to each other and themselves and us that they're really terribly murdery people, like without the direct influence of their kids in their lives. So, yay for untethered serial killers. Well, I don't know about murdery. I mean, if I, what else way could the lesson one, be? If Morgan here? doesn't help Rick, it's not murder. No, but I mean, it's it's murder by not helping, or it's you know apathy at least, but. I think both of these guys were like have discovered in the apocalypse that uh, you know civilization and their kids were the only one things keeping them from becoming serial killers and right. really enjoying killing people. <laughs> so, because uh, Morgan's just like yeah, uh, Morgan also is part of his insanity. Keeps reminding people that everybody turns because I guess we haven't figured that one out yet. He's just babbling. Well, they point. forgot it last week. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but I don't know. All right, I'll get through this and then I'll discuss my Rick feelings. Holy shit, there's still a lot more. Um, so Negan walks free at the junkyard, and uh, Jadis. He asks Jadis, well, if uh, she'd like to explain about the helicopter at all, and of course she doesn't. And he invites her to join the Saviors, and she refuses, presumably waiting on the next scheduled helicopter and a future <laughs> plotline. Carol walks through the woods at night and hears Henry pleading for help and finds him surrounded by walkers and she slaughters them all and big hug and Henry's sorry for wanting to be a killer ninja son. And Carol now reinforces his near-fatal behavior by telling him she was wrong that he could survive. Idiot, Carol. Uh, Because he wouldn't have if you hadn't come along. So you were actually right the first time, Carol. If he went out there, he would have died. (laughs) But now he thinks, well, I can survive out here. I'm going to do one of these little field trips again sometime. So they return to Hilltop and big hug between Henry and Ezekiel. And Carol tells Ezekiel that she she lost herself after her daughter died, but that she found a better version of herself as part of Rick's group, although a more murdery. This, this is better? Yeah, I perspective, I guess. Well, I guess it's better than getting beaten up by your husband. Right, yeah. And that, she's, she's definitely made some forward personality progress, but now it's only because she will kill anybody that tries to, yeah. Which is, is this good. better than uh, PTA Cookie Mom from uh, the first Alexandria season? I don't know, but is it better than, you know, hopefully it's a little better than preemptive burning of people that have the flu. Uh, so... <laughs> Carol's bouncing around as much as Morgan has. Yeah, it's, it's been consistent, inconsistent thread for her in this show. <laughs> She's been a little more stable lately than, than some of the characters, at least. Uh, sometimes we have them switching personalities, and, you know, within five minutes. So, where are we here? 
So Ezekiel apologizes for calling her a coward. Uh, the camera pulls back to reveal that they're holding hands to awe. Uh, sorry, Carol Darrell shippers. Hey, you brought her all that fresh produce. What are you going to do? So Rick and Morgan return to Helltop covered in blood, and Morgan tells Henry that he killed the man who killed his brother. Not sure if that was really helpful, given that tells Henry that Morgan was lying to him. Uh, and Henry just tells Morgan he's sorry, and Morgan kind of doesn't get it, you know. Uh, and he tells the kid never to feel sorry about revenge murder, kid. So a surrogate psycho parent shouldn't be surprised when Henry goes commando again, my notes say. And Morgan sits alone and weeps and contemplates his move to the next show. Jadis returns to her room and lies in a bed and apparently also doesn't need anything to eat except one can of applesauce a year or something because there's no. like nowhere the food is involved in this place or anything to cook it. Uh, Negan drives towards the sanctuary and spots someone on the road. He pulls over and tells the person to get in. Uh, predictions on who the mystery uh, mystery rider is? I have no idea. I'm thinking probably maybe Laura that escaped, you know, and that knows Dwight's uh, a turncoat. That'd be my probably most logical one. Maybe. Isn't his wife Sherry still alive out there somewhere? Or did she? Well, we, we don't we don't know. We're right. bit of, we have not received any kind of confirmation that uh I thought maybe she definitively died though. Somewhere along the line. Maybe not. I, re- I remember Dwight went to a house and fe- to their house and found a note. Right. But I don't even recall if we ever saw her body. No, I don't know. So uh, Heath would be a long shot. No, I don't think it's going to be Heath. No, because Heath, you know, Jaden. I don't think Negan would be that familiar with Heath. No, he wouldn't even know him. Unless somebody Negan knows. Unless Heath has been a uh, double agent this whole time or something. Which is why he wouldn't kill Saviors in the, uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's someone, maybe it's someone who knows Dwight as a turncoat. I I got to bet it's, yeah, that Laura. Uh, It seems just the most obvious thing. Um, I can't think of anyone else they'd really, Morales? No, Morales is dead. No, Um, (laughs) Morales. Can't think of who else they could pull out of their ass at this point. Who knows? So Negan arrives at the sanctuary uh, and instructs the guards to keep his arrival a secret because he's got some big surprises. And Daryl and Rosita survey Eugene's bullet factory through binoculars, and Rosita proposes that they kill the bullet makers instead of destroy the machines. Yeah, good. Duh. thought that was pretty obvious. How about you kill the bullet makers' assistants? Because you still want to have the bullet maker on your side. I thought that, too. It's like, maybe we should go and capture the bullet makers and see if they want to join the team when you're done. Or, you know, force them into making bullets for you. I don't know. I guess we'll see that next week. And Rick changes into temporarily not bloody clothes and braces himself to read Carl's letter. Michonne comes in and he thanks her and she tells tells her he loves her and awe and says he's sorry. Being in love means never having to say you're sorry, Rick. Okay, actually, she just says you don't have to be sorry. This from a movie. And Rick starts to read, and we prepare for the god-awful 48 minutes of commercials next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I actually read, I always like to read um, props to the site, too. It's one of my favorite sites over the years that's dropped in quality, but one of the best writers is like the boss over there now, but he always does the uh, Walking Dead reviews, uh, Rob Bricken at io9 Gizmodo. And uh, he he basically was like, Rick Grimes has to die or the Walking Dead is going to. And I kind of have to agree with him. Um, I know they're, they're going to try to, like, sell this. Rick will probably, like, if they don't kill him, which I honestly think they should do. I mean, I just don't think he has any redeeming qualities anymore. And, like, if their full redemption arc form is going to be he finally spares e- Negan at the end, it's like, I'm sorry, that still doesn't... <laughs> he, you know, he basically... It's got to still mean something. And his right. word means diddly. And that well, was the whole he, point If of he this. survives, maybe his redemption arc is actually next season. I, I don't want him to have one. I don't think he deserves one at this point. <laughs> He's just been a terrible leader, and most of his decisions, the the really bloody and brutal ones, have gotten people of his killed quite badly. Yes. And it's just, there's no... 
There's nothing more you can do with Rick Grimes. I don't know. I don't, just don't even care. In the comics, I still care, but... Well, even in the comics, Rick has taken a little bit of a backseat. Well, then he needs to take a big-ass backseat and develop some other characters, because he's just boring to me at this point. Actually, the new issue came out this week. I don't even think Rick was in it. Uh, no, I think you're right, because it was all at the uh, the new place, pretty much, in, in Princess. Yeah. And the impending coup over there. Yeah. Uh, that looks a, too, a little too familiar, though. It's like female leader with asshole son. It's almost like they took, you know, the Alexandra Spencer character and yeah. pasted him on the son over in that particular arc. But, hey, Spencer doesn't have the you know, copyright on being an asshole son. No, he does not. Yeah. You know, plenty of asshole kids from richer families. <laughs> uh, so that's about all I got. I just, I... I can't believe they keep making, you know, just driving home that Rick's completely ignoring. As I said, if they try to be like, it's all of a sudden he, he reads Carl's letter and then he has his change of heart, then fuck that. That's just not... Should have had his change of heart when his son asked him to his face not to do right, that. Right, with his dying wish. So, I have no sympathy and I just don't... I would not follow Rick Grimes, let's put it that way. <laughs> no, I would not follow Rick Grimes either, but... We're having uh, Lauren Cohen contract problems, so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, much will be revealed this coming episodes. I am looking forward to it. I like most of this episode better than I think I did the one before, other than the good action. Uh, the stupid bug wasn't quite as bad in this one. The no, when they let the actors act. Yeah, Daryl even got some good lines this week. A couple full sentences. Uh, yeah. Rick, Rick's still just kind of grunting. So yeah, they've switched roles still. I don't know, I guess pretty good setup for, for what's to come. Aaron's just gonna apparently come riding in with the Oceanside Cavalry, and we're not even gonna get to see how that went down, because he's been missing for a couple episodes. Oh yeah, I forgot about Aaron. Yeah, see? And, uh, yeah, who cares? But that's how else is that gonna have to end, then? It's just gonna be Aaron coming in with the Oceanside Cavalry, so we've kind of written the ending there, you know, telegraph the ending there a bit. A bit? Uh, unless they just do a quick cut to Oceanside and they're like barbecuing Aaron on a fucking spit or something, that would make sense too, although he's probably my favorite character of the show. Yeah, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't seen him in a while. We, did we see Jesus for a few minutes this episode? No, last episode he was like helping, you know, the or the episode before he was helping, you know, get ready for the battle and shit, and I haven't seen much out of him lately. No, no. And he went to get food and, you know, came back and they didn't really need the food at that point and he just popped up his pretty hat a couple of times and getting a lot of Morgan. Yeah, too fucking much of Morgan. I, I it's really annoying me. You know, we get it. He's nuts. He's gone over the fucking edge. We get it. We don't need to see any more Morgan hallucinations. I know they're trying to build him up. They're just making me like him less and still upset about him going to the other show. I'm just bored with these, these one-dimensional arcs that some of these people are on. They need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they do. But they're not going to. Yeah. We'll see. I'm giving them a chance to wrap I mean, up. Uh, I'm at this point where I'm, these seasons are too long. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to start... The, the Fear of the Walking Dead cast is going to start being the necessary episodes <laughs> soon if they, they don't straighten up. So it'll be four episodes, you know. Well, by the, th by the time we get season. to that, we'll be back at the fear. Yeah, well, it may end up being the same, too, if they have too much fucking Morgan in it. Uh, I'm all about meeting new characters over there, but I just don't really care about Morgan anymore. No. <laughs> I'm almost hoping they do it in flashback and they somehow kill him off in, in this season. But they won't. I just saw an interview with Lenny James and just a brief snippet of, like, you won't even, nobody's got it yet. Nobody's even predicted how we're crossing over yet. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure somebody's figured it out, dude, because there's only several things you can do unless you're really going to start doing, like, time travel shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, it's either a flashback-type situation or which it, traveling which back. Which doesn't seem to work. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I saw another interview with the woman that plays Maddie there, Kim Dickens, I think. Uh -huh. And uh, she said that it does sound like they're going to do a flash forward, but then they're going to do flashbacks 
of all the fear characters and how they got to where they are now, which... Oh, uh, so it's going to be Arrow. Yeah, pre- pretty much. And, God, that that went well sometimes and went very badly other times, so hopefully they do it all right. Well, the problem with Arrow is that the five years, the... Uh, yeah, the flashbacks ran out, and they, they wisely quit them after that, but... Um, yeah, but then you found out that he wasn't on an island for five years. Well, right, yeah, they, they should have gone back and George Lucas some of their, their episode intros, but <laughs> it's, it's neither here nor there. All right, man, I'm going to wrap it up because my nicotine counter is just about empty. And, uh, oh, that's right, you can't you can't smoke in the new place. Doing the, uh, Wait, wow. did you do your Rick rant? That was pretty much it, just that I have no freaking interest in him at all anymore and he's completely irredeemable in my opinion and if you don't said if you're no fuck that if if it took till he read the letter to start doing carl's will then he's just that much more of an asshole to me so if you want me to hate the hero of the you know the main character in the story fine keep him going whatever but uh you know if maggie is going you know she was who i was cheerleading to to kind of take over leadership yeah, but she's really done nothing this season. No, they haven't let her. And they ha- I mean, it's been all Rick and Daryl and Morgan. Yeah, and they even kind of stomped on the good arc she had that, you know, she was starting to turn into this really good leader, and then last episode she's just literally telling people, it's like, I'm not a good leader, I just want to kill these fuckers, and if I have to sacrifice all of you to do it, I will. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind it of flies in the... really want to follow her. Yeah, it's like everybody's just terrible choice. Negan's literally looking like the best choice for the, for ruler at this point. It's right, like, exactly. He's the one that's, that is literally saving the most people, yeah. So, if that's the way you want to go, then I, I like all the little, you know, psychological conversations I get to have with myself by, like, should I really be supporting this person as the protagonist of my favorite TV show? Right. Um, but, <laughs> it's getting kind of boring, guys. <laughs> I just want to see some good drama and, and not the same thing every week, every season. Uh, I, I did enjoy this this episode for the most part, and I thought it was a fairly good setup, but I just don't like what they did with Rick in this. I just don't see... He could have at least let him go. I, I think if they're really trying to sell him as that ruthless and brutal, then said Rob Rick and his right, they either have to kill him or they need to pull the plug on the whole show here pretty soon because there's just nowhere new you can I don't see how much more how much more this uh this show's got if they think you know giving Rick the redemption arc of of letting Negan live is going to be like the big savior of the show it's it's just not I don't think so I'm sure a lot of people expect that already because of the whole my mercy has exceeded my wrath fucking telegraphing um so don't know but we shall see. And they were building a jail cell in Alexandria. Yeah. And, and you know, all right, I'm kind of done dancing around the comics. Beth and Brian are on, the, on this one, but they can catch up if they need to. They're two separate entities. But, yeah, in the all-out war, Nick does, or Rick does not kill Negan. You know, they, they imprison him. And, and that's where Carl missing is a problem because a lot of that going forward was Negan and Carl stuff, which was really interesting. And so... And... Carl was still the one. Carl was the one saying, "All right, if, if we can do, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this." Yeah. In the all-out war arc in the comics, Rick was the whole way. We have to worry about what comes after. Yeah. The personnel, the trait that everybody, other than Rick, are saying, are the things that only Rick was saying in the comics. Yeah. So we have this weird reversal, which I started to notice. Yeah. That everybody wanted Rick's head for not wanting to kill Negan. Yeah. In the show, everybody wants Rick's head for being too brutal. So there's this weird reversal in the in the yeah. show. Yeah. And with Carl gone and Carl's role in the Whisperer story. Yeah, I don't know. What, what does this do. show have left now? Or will it just go in its own direction? Well, that would probably be for the best. So, um, you know, they're already speculating that Georgie is, you know, she could be the person that shows up in a place called the Commonwealth later, um, maybe a couple of years down the but, road. See, that would bring the show very dangerously close to where the comics are now. 
Yeah. Well, I don't. I think they'd have to do the the time jump. I think Georgie's just planting seeds that may or may not even happen down the road. But I read another little rumor, not really a rumor, but it was mentioned in a review that made me think that maybe we don't need Eugene to survive after Georgie. You know, maybe there's bullet making stuff in the you know book of the wasteland thing that she gave up. So. Hmm. And if she's uh, from the Commonwealth, we don't need a. 15 issues of Eugene on the radio. No, no, that's true. Which we already got in Fear the Walking Dead with five episodes of... Uh, yeah, Alicia. Yeah. Alicia on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they did kind of tease the radio, the ham radio, Gabriel and the the, the late great doctor found. But... That's yeah. right. And they've already wasted, which happened in the Whispers arc in the comics, the uh, Negan confession... We're we're basically uh, there was the episode where uh, Gabriel and uh, Negan were caught in the oh yeah yeah. that that was Negan and Rick in the comics yeah and it worked so much better there yeah yeah God we'll have to get back to Gabriel next week too won't we the fuck did we even leave him I don't even remember he was fucking blind and making bullets that's right here's my here's my prediction that's what will happen yeah. Negan's gonna live, yeah, because one does not simply write off uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, he's the only one who looks like he's having any fun on this show. He had some good stuff this episode. I, I actually, that's why I'm pissed because this this show actually made me kind of like Jadis this episode because she yeah. had some good stuff with him. But it's uh, I have this feeling the the uh, the jail the jailhouse conversations are going to be Rick and Negan. Yeah. Not Carl and Negan. I forgot to drink my wine tonight. That's how but they were in the conference. The sorts of man. Right, should have drank that earlier. This might have been more lively. <laughs> uh, so Dead, Deadpool, you think any major characters are going to buy it this week? This week? Next week? Yeah. Next two episodes. There has, somebody has to. I think... I don't think Simon survives the season. No, hell no. I think yeah. I think he goes squish very early next week, possibly. Um, I don't. I want to be one of Negan's surprises. Uh, I think maybe I'm still going to put my two cents in for Rick and that final scene being him cut with a dirty knife or something. And, but he's still, you know, he goes out, but he still like pardons Negan and. It's a long shot, I know, but I think Tara's probably up on the chopping block because yeah, Tara, Tara can go. Her plot line is uh, she did the one eighty. Now she's all hopeful and shit and getting along with people. So she's yeah, that's usually that's usually a good sign that you're gonna be dead. I don't know. I just don't know if the show has the guts to kill off uh, Rick. I don't know. And as far as Maggie, I mean, it's got to be assumed that she at least makes it through this season. And though if she's having the problem, she's it's got to be assumed that the contract stuff. Well, I don't know because yeah, they know, know they knew when Maggie's when uh, Lauren Cohen's contract ran out. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, but I suspect like Carl, she's probably, you know, if they don't do it this season and they decide she's gone, she probably has to show up next season for one to to be gone. Um, I don't know. Really I, don't know. Don't. I, don't, I don't know what they, uh, I don't know what they do after this. Morgan's probably, unless they do, you know, the uh, Morgan's got to be invincible because we know he's going to a different show. Right. Uh, we don't know what, the, if they're going to do what you said on fear and time jump to the current time. And, uh, I don't know if they'd knock off, Ezekiel this early. It's, he doesn't die in this arc in the books, but... Um, Depends on if they're going to do that next arc. He, they might, because, I don't know, he's getting a little annoying, too. <laughs> he just... I wouldn't mind. He just got us... Even Jadis has dropped her, her super, you know... He's a, he's a one-note... Ezekiel's a kind of a one-note character. He is, and that's it's because they keep making him do the Renaissance Fair shit. He should be at least dropping the act with Carol at this point. I mean, come yeah. on. You know, and they're talking alone. It's like, no reason for it. Well, maybe, maybe Ezekiel goes. Again, I'm not convinced they're going to do the whispers. 
Uh, I don't know. Can they do the whisper? What do you think? They can do the whisper in one season. Yeah, it wouldn't take much because I mean they just—it's a quick setup and, and resolution. I mean, it lasted a while in the comics, but there wasn't—you don't have to drag it out that long. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if they're going to time jump Fear and end this show. Uh, that's not beyond the realm of possibility. That you know, and, and if you bring Fear to to the current uh, timeline. Yeah, then you could potentially even have, if, if actors want to come back, you know, for a little cameo or something or an episode, or you, you can just always have, do or, that. Or too. you move, or you just kind of let go forward. But eventually, they're going to have to go forward with one show, I think. Yeah. Although, if they were, I don't know, how many shows do they want to have on, under the banner? Well, I mean, just the two, but. You mean Walking Dead banner? Yeah. How many do they need? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's. I, the whole attraction to the other show for me was that it was on a different coast and different people. So right. If and they start gonna, melding the two. Then if they start melding the two, you don't need to anymore. No. no. Maybe that's their ultimate goal, and, and then maybe it'll be, you know, I, I doubt they'd go, like, all year long. I mean, this way, you would think it's the best case scenario to have two shows, because then you get to have advertising dollars from both places longer, you know, or, you know. Walking Dead advertising dollars from, you know, not just a few months, but more like six to eight months. Except the Fear of the Walking Dead ones are so short and concentrated. I mean, they usually start out with like two, you know, two episodes to to launch it, and then they end with two, and there's only like, you know, there's eight and a half again, so it's kind of the same as Walking Dead, and they they kind of accelerate it, the thing, the thing is, the two shows have to be different to justify the existence of both shows. If you're going to blur the line between the two shows, you don't need both shows anymore. No, I mean, and just the, the different locations can make it different enough. So right, especially in that world. I hope that Maggie and crew have, or Maddie and crew haven't moved too far east yet, because a lot well, of this is tough to explore out west. <laughs> it seemed like they were going, they were going to Texas. Yeah. Which is why I always thought they'd run into Abraham. Right. Uh, Well, yeah. I I wasn't a fan of that particular theory at first, but I think I'd I'd rather have seen that now than whatever the hell they're going to do with Morgan. It was the only one that made sense at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try not to think about it, and I'm going to leave an open mind for this next one, and... Well, we got two more episodes of this season. About it soon, yep. All in one night, too, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm under a deadline for my nicotine tolerance, so I'm going to call it a night. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mike. Uh, Always. Uh, we'll be talking to you for two more weeks, so yay. Well, and then I assume we're going to continue into the fear season. Oh, hell yeah. Might as well. If I put myself through these Walking Dead seasons, I'm still going to watch my favorite and... Hopefully See where that destroy it on me. I'm coming for you, Gimple. I can't even blame Gimple. Yes, I can still blame Gimple. He's like the head honcho of everything now. He failed upwards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could fail upwards like that. All right, this is the Fear of the Walking Dead cast, and we'll be talking to you soon. Bye now. Yeah. You've been listening to Fear of the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network.